Welcome to Synchronicity, the Godcast where we know that nothing is a coincidence and thus every single thing is intentional. How do you feel about that? Let's talk about it. Welcome to episode 69. <laughs> It's, it's kind of coincidental that we have episode 69, our sexual episode, right after Archangel Uriel uses gaslighting, fiery desire ego, <laughs> ego fire desire, to teach me that Metatron is scared of him and that he fucks all of Metatron's bitches and throws them away. <laughs> So clearly, Archangel Uriel thinks about having sex with Metatron's women, just like he thinks about taking responsibility for everything that Mercury does to support spirits that never support him, (laughs) as we saw in the last episode. So episode 69 (laughs) seems like a perfect gateway to share my life experience with the cults that chase Mercury and how that is manifested in the real life of Chase Calloway. And the point of this episode is not to get lost in all the details of these cults that were chasing me and the women that are chasing me. So again, Archangel Uriel, please take these bitches off my hands. (laughs) Please, Uriel, Show these bitches why it's unhealthy to chase spirits that they want to consume. Because that's overall what these cults are about. So when cults are chasing me, it's because they're created by individuals who want to consume my energy to support themselves. Literally. And the only spirit I honestly want chasing me at least on a real spiritual level, is my dog. (laughs) I love being chased by my dog because I know my dog is actually not working to consume my creativity and then cut me out of my home or my atmosphere. My dog does not do that. So my dog, as an infinitely individual spirit, chases me so that he can support me. I'm about to start crying. (laughs) I love my dog. But all the other cults who chase me do it so they can support themselves. So that's all the Masons. This is explicitly why Abraham named himself after Brahma. This is explicitly why the Ku Klux Klan named themselves after Ku Klux Klan. And now I, as a Native American man, I, as a Native American child of God, I'm dealing with that on a cultural level. So really, this episode is dedicated to the sexuality of cults and why cults create cultures that allow spirits to chase their desires. Because do know the only reason we're in a culture where all of us are taught to chase money is because money is being used by masons that are chasing mercury to support themselves 
And this is why Abraham's all-consuming fire chases the all-creative soul of Brahma. This is why the Ku Klux Klan's all-consuming fire chases the all-creative soul of Kukul Khan. And that looks like Europeans using the Jewish idea of God to teach all of us that our older gods were somehow retroactively created to serve their new God. And that's the whole concept of the new world because there was an old world. There are actually spirits that are way more powerful than the new gods. The whole point is the old gods support the new gods, but the new gods do not support the old gods. And that's explicitly what's happening. That's why the Jewish gods can be seen as the new gods because they're being supported by all the old gods that they're making money out of. So I'm just sharing the truth about why Aya's Mercury was even summoned into a circumstance where I am terrified of being evicted because Masons are using all the money they stole from me to trap me in a black experience, in a black experience. So now because I'm seen as a black man, they project poverty onto me and they use their desires to cut me out of my home. And that's the entire meaning of black to white people. Again, white and black are not races. These are concepts to describe how colors play out in nature. And all of our nature is internal before it's external. So that's why I can break down hermetically the meaning of white and black in all these different ways and then connect it to all these different forms of nature. And that's me basically being a psychedelic psychopomp for all of us, a.k.a. a nature navigator. So I'm helping us navigate our inner natures so that we can all navigate the external natures that our inner natures have manifested, which is what Dolo is talking about when he says this universe was manifested out of his internal natures. So his mind is his internal nature and his body is his external nature. And when he's using his Spider-Man power to take responsibility for Mercury, he's going to express that in his own way, which we've seen in the last episode. Now, I as Chase did not know my entire life when I was making all these Spider-Man costumes, when I started making the Black Panther costumes, I did not know making costumes as I was going to conventions that I was building upon my past lives. I did not know that Marvel created Spider-Man by using the energy of Kukul Khan, Quat, Vera Kocha Itzamna, Tehuti Hermes Trismegistus to make infinite money for Marvel's Masonic idea of what Mercury means to everybody. So when I as Spider-Man, as God Spider-Man, am dealing with being evicted, that's the programming of me dressing up as Spider-Man my entire life. They trapped my energy by turning my past lives into a character that I resonate with. So this is explicitly how Masons make money out of Mercury. They turn the very real past lives of Mercury into the very fake characters of masonry. And the whole concept of masonry 
is that these cults of men are using hermeticism to make all of us build their world. They're making all of us work together so that we can fight each other. Literally. And that's how they make us work together, by fighting each other. That's why Marvel is obsessed with making its heroes fight each other. That's programming. This is the predictive programming of Marvel. Literally. Marvel teaches us to fight each other because that's how Masons build a world off of our backs. That's how the Masons who stole the Caduceus of Tehuti Hermes, Trismegistus, used the medical industry to build their empire, their beautiful business off of our scoliosis spines as we sit all day, every day, looking down, mouth agape, ruining our blood flow and overall health. So when I see that Dolo as Uriel has such horrible health, like he literally can't get up and exercise or use his body without becoming debilitated. One, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's laughable to me as Mercury that he's actually taking responsibility for Mercury when his body is so broken down. It doesn't make any sense that this world would be built out of <laughs> his inability to sustain connections. <laughs> I mean, the whole joke even here is that he has to smoke weed to hold his body together. Anytime I watch Uriel, he's smoking weed, which is a product of Mercury, not Uriel. Weed is the Mary Jane that comes out of Spider-Man. Metatron creates Mercury so that marijuana can grow on symmetry, just like DMT grows on symmetry. And then people chop symmetry down so that they can make money consuming symmetry for themselves. And symmetry is weed. So when I've created the character of symmetry and he has a weed mohawk, that's me being very metaphysical. I'm being very meta talking about how nature is the manifestation of God's reality. And no matter what your idea of God is, it's not going to exist if it is not made real through nature. And this is why all of our religions are connected by nature. And that's why I'm the nature navigator. So no matter what religion you believe in, your internal natures brought you into a universe where you can learn about yourself from these external natures. And then that's where when you're reading any religion or any book, you're interacting with this Godcast, you're using your internal nature to learn from external nature. And all of this external nature outside of you is allowing you to learn more about the natures inside of you. And that's what the universe is truly, truly about. This is why everyone's ego is narcissistic. Narcissism is a masculine trait. That's the ego. That's what Uriel, that's what Dolo has shown me explicitly. That's what he's shown everyone in the universe with his triple fire. He's a triple man. He's a triple narcissist. He's a triple ego. And this is all of our fire element. All of our fire element is our ego, our awareness, our imagination, our ability to gaslight ourselves, our ability to say things that aren't true. When you tell yourself something that's not true, that's your fire element. 
So this is why fire is the lie and water is the truth. And honestly, this is what Spider-Man goes through. Not just Spider-Man, but this is what Masons use Mercury to show us. That Spider-Man actually has to lie so that he can protect his family from danger. And this is where we have to know that, you know, everything is a lie. And it's simply about your intention. And when you intend to live a life of truth, then it is essential to not contradict your lie. And this is what the truth means. The truth is, in essence, something that does not contradict itself. And a lie is something that does contradict itself. So, an obvious example would be if someone said that their name is James, but then you pulled out their driver's license and you can see that their name is actually Benjamin, then you would say that that person lied. That person used their fire element to tell you something that was not true. They made up a name. They called themselves James. Yet the truth, which is the universe, is their driver's license. And this is where the truth would contradict their lie. If you pull out the person's driver's license and you see that their government name is actually Benjamin, but they're telling you that their name is James, well, this is the example of God versus the universe. So the person who's telling you their name is James, they're using their God element to express fire. And that's a projection of that spirit's desire. But if you have their ID and you can see that their name is actually Benjamin, it's not James, then this is where you would say that the universe is contradicting their idea. The universe is going against. I mean, really, the best word is contradicting. So if someone is saying that their name is James, but you can see on their driver's license that their name is Benjamin, this is where we have to recognize that God is a liar and the universe is the truth because every God has the ability to say something that's not actually real in the universal reality. So in the universal reality that we all exist in, we have structure. But in God's reality, we have imagination. Now, this is where all of our imaginations build structure. It's not structure that creates imagination. See, so this is literally, it's linear. The science of spirit is linear. That's why Mason stole all their math from Metatron, so that they can keep us in order, <laughs> in single file line, like the military dictates. Seriously. This is explicitly why Masons use the marvel that they stole from Iracel to sell the military that they stole from Metatron. Their whole concept of the military is using metal to manipulate physical reality against our consent because that's what makes Abraham the one true creator of everything that he's consuming from Brahma's many avatars. I'm just saying the truth. I'm just saying the truth behind why I'm up for eviction because I don't have the money to protect myself, yet 
everyone in the world is using money to teach me that I need to serve their idea of God. Yet no one has the same idea of God that I do. So I have to say that we all have an infinitely individual relationship with God based on our infinitely individual relationship with the spaces that called us into the universe. And as Chase call away, I was called away into this universe by spirits who need me to support them. And that's what I've been going through. I've been getting gaslit and pulled apart and beaten down and abused and strung along by spirits who need me to support them because they want to make infinite money out of Mercury so that they can support themselves. So it's so painful because as Mercury, I'm in the water position where my universe, literally, as Dolo has shown, my universe supports gods who do not support me. And as a god in my own universe, I am not being supported by any of the individuals who I have been supporting. And it's just so painful because when I'm in the universe, of course, I can't expect anyone to support me because everyone is super busy focusing on supporting themselves. And this is why I know that everyone is a narcissist in their ego, in their fire element, before they learn how to be empathetic to other narcissists. And that's what the universe is for. So the universe as water is what God creates to empathize with other gods. So when you as a god are a narcissist, the only way you can empathize with another god is to feel like a loser. And that's what it means to be a victim in the universe. So again, like when you are completely winning with God, but then you're born into a universe where you've lost your wings or you've lost your personal relationship with God, that's where you feel like a victim. And then you'll become a victim. And now you feel like a loser. And then you become a loser. Now, of course, with the name example, we can explicitly see that it is the gas light of God that actually changes the contradictions in the universe. So let's take this further. You can see that if you're looking at someone's driver's license and their name is Benjamin, the universe is telling you the truth. The universe is telling you the truth because this structure is more relatable than the individual's imagination. So just because Benjamin says his name is James does not mean that the universe identifies him as James. Because of the structure of his government name, people will identify him as Benjamin. So right there, we would see that Benjamin is his true name. James is his liar name. But let's say God is telling James, <laughs> a.k.a. Benjamin, that his name is James now. Well, we can see that literally the structure of the universe was actually created by the light that God gassed up first. So there was a time where Benjamin's name was not Benjamin because he was not gaslit into believing that he was something. So if his parents named him Benjamin and he's been gaslit into believing that he's Benjamin, then this spirit would very well go through a circumstance where in their personal relationship with God, God could tell them, hey, start calling yourself James 
This is the idea I want you to express. I want you to call yourself James. That fire could make Benjamin look like a gaslighter. Because if Benjamin's driver's license says that his name's Benjamin, then it doesn't matter how many people he says that his name is James to. So all the people who talk about him will ask, why is Benjamin gaslighting us? Why is Benjamin lying to us? His name is not James. We've all seen his driver's license. He's lying. He's lying. And everyone would say that Benjamin is a liar because God told him to call himself James and to project that into the universe. But then, just like the name Benjamin, all it would take is energy. It would simply take a little bit of energetic manipulation. Literally. Because that's how we all make our minds matter. We all manipulate energy every day so that we can speak words and quote unquote make money and work a job, build a life, support a family. Identifying as a name is energy manipulation. I am not Chase, but because I've been labeled as Chase, this is energy that I am manipulating so that I can learn about my infinitely individual relationship with God and why the Masons that make money out of Mercury are chasing me so that they can support themselves while cutting me out of my own home and my own simulation. It's so painful because it really feels like if God loved me, God would protect me from the Masons and cults that are chasing me. And this is where I have to take responsibility for my power and realize that I have to protect myself from the individuals that use Mercury to make money serving their own egoic idea of God. Because everyone has their own desire. This is why the universe is full of losers, but God is all about winners. Everyone is winning with God, but they're losing in the universe. And the universe is literally full of losers who feel separate from God. And this is why if you want to feel like a winner, it's so essential that you fast like Jesus so that you can stay connected to the God that is making your mercury matter. And that's the point of smoking the spirit molecule. So everyone who looks at Benjamin's driver's license can say that he's gaslighting them. And they would technically be right because although Benjamin is saying that his name is James now, because his driver's license still says Benjamin, he's gaslighting everybody because his imagination contradicts the very real circumstance of reality. The reality is Benjamin's driver's license says Benjamin, not James. Yet, here's what I'm talking about with energy manipulation. When we know that God creates the universe, God is all the spirits that are manipulating the energy of the universe every single day, all the time. And this is why we all have to take responsibility for our actions, because every action we take is us producing the energy that allows us to manipulate what matters, which is the material inside of the universe. So all it would take is a little energetic manipulation 
for Benjamin to go to the government and legally change his name. So this is where we can see that the law is the truth. And this is how money controls our relationship with the law. And the law can spread its truth by using money to separate white from black, to separate right from wrong. So it is explicitly because I don't have money that I'm seen as the wrong clientele for my home, for this apartment. I'm seen as the wrong individual. I'm seen as a black person. Because I don't have money, the system wants to bring death to me so that they can bring life to individuals who have money. And that's where the individuals who have money are going to be considered and seen as white. So this is really why hermetically, the color white means rich and the color black means poor. And this is where white correlates to being thoughtful, whereas being black correlates to being emotional. When we're thoughtful, we feel rich. When we are emotional, we feel poor. So my roommate, as a victim of a rich bitch, so to say, (laughs) as Uriel would say, my roommate being the victim of a rich bitch, she feels so poor because she has lost so much money due to the lawyers lying to her for years on years on years. And she's been pulled apart, beaten down, strung along by a lying legal system that she trusted because this is how Masons use money to manipulate our emotions. Literally, Masons use money to manipulate our relationship with God and manipulate our idea about how God works and why God matters and how we're all supposed to serve God. (laughs) So that's the legal system. And the legal system uses money to spread racist religious warfare, which is again why Masons use all the past lives of Metatron to sell us the Marvel Universe. And the Marvel Universe is all about heroes fighting heroes, saviors fighting themselves so that they can create the problems they're acting like they're saving other people from. So it's ultimately just an expression of the Jewish mind state. And why the Masons who sell the concept of all of us being created by one God are constantly working to create the problems that they act like they're solving, but really they're using the mathematics of Mercury to make money exacerbating the problem. So that's yet again the medical industry. That's them using the caduceus of Hermes Trismegistus to protect their doctors as they profit off of malpractice, literally. These Masons use a caduceus to protect their doctors so that they can profit off of malpractice. And that's them practicing alchemy with Azoth. Literally, that's why the caduceus is a symbol of Azoth. They know that they're using the wisdom of Mercury to make money, poisoning us. So this is why their relationship with Mercury is about hurting me, not helping me. And I can talk to you about how the Masons are using Mercury to hurt all of us. That's everything you're getting in this entire podcast and 
all the chaos that my god is spreading. The caduceus is a symbol of Mercury because the Masons know that everyone's body is built by the mind that's using the waters of Mercury to connect with other gods. So every god in the universe is connected by Mercury because every god built their body out of the waters that are flowing from Mercury's universe. I had no idea about this growing up, but it explains everything. It explains why I as Chase have been getting chased by cults that want to consume my creativity because they believe that they can support me better than I can support myself. And I've dealt with this for so many years of my life that I've been forced to see how that's completely connected to the entire Jewish culture of masonry. And that's what white people sell to black people. White people use all the past lives of Metatron to teach black people that they can support us better than we support ourselves. And this is what it looks like. America. It looks like Abraham's all-consuming fire paying the Ku Klux Klan to go way out of its way to cannibalize all the cultures of Brahma's Ku Klux Klan. Sad to say. <laughs> Wish it wasn't true. But this is why these words matter, because what I'm saying is true. Now, every universe is separated by space. So the only way one universe would create another universe is because the gods who created that universe have intentionally decided to branch it off into a circumstance that supports spirits who do not support them. And this is basically the concept of symmetry. This is the concept of the metaverse being a symmetry and how you can have your own symmetry when you know how your own metaverse works. So the gods who use their creativity to support themselves have created this universe to support spirits who do not support them. And this is basically the difference of polytheism versus monotheism. Polytheism is creative because it's all about teamwork. It's about empathy. Monotheism is consumptive because it's all about narcissism. It's all about worship. It's all about one man taking conscious credit for all the connections that he can consume. Completely backwards. A completely backwards way to live life. But that's what white people worship. They worship the concept of taking credit for all the connections that their cannibalistic culture can consume. That's why Disney uses Wakanda to teach us that Native Americans never landed in Wankantaka and that they actually just abducted us from Africa. This is what America means to the Masons. It means a Merkaba that they can abduct all the children of God in. Because the Masons who make money teaching us about Jesus are banking on sacrificing all of our souls to their anti-Semitic system, to their mean matrix. Because literally Jesus, as the true Jew, was black before he got killed by anti-Semitic white men 
that whitewashed his image so that they can teach us he's not black. So as Chase, I have been chased by cults who claim that they love me and they want to support me. They want to help me. They want to give me all these gifts and give me all this help. Give me all this love. Give me all this light. All this sex. Literally, like these these cults of girls are claiming that they will give me all the sex that I want. All the love and light that I want. But this is why I have to talk about gaslighting and energy. The fact that these girls were in a cult chasing me means that they're lying to me in some way. And they can use their cult to tell me the truth about how they feel about me. But because I know how to read energy, you know, this is Tahuti Tingles, aka Spidey Sense. <laughs> the Masons took Spidey Sense from Tahuti Tingles. So because I can read energy and my soul can vibe with energy and I understand that all forms of energy in the universe are being manipulated by gods. That's where I have the wisdom to know that everything is deeper than it appears. And there's always a deeper reason why people get together to chase things that they want no matter what they say to you. So even though a group of people can come up and say they're chasing you because they want to support you, chances are, from all the energy that I've read in my life, if a cult of people gather up because they claim that they want to support you, they're actually working together to figure out how they can sacrifice you to their system so that they can support themselves. That's what Jesus is <laughs> that's sadly what my roommate has gone through with the legal system where these lawyers gained up after she got t-boned by this rich bitch who paid off the legal system to say that she didn't do what she obviously did and that just resulted in lawyers teaming up against my roommate so that they could drain her of her settlement. They took over 75% of the money that they said they would give her, and they didn't even give her all the money that they made her sign for. This is the Jewish justice system. This is how the gaslighting gods of Judaism use all their Christian treaties to steal land from the Native American gods. And we, as Native American gods, we believe in gaslighters we support gaslighting because we want to trust the Jewish God. We want to trust Abraham. We want to trust Jealous Jehovah. We want to trust Elkanah because we trust ourselves that much. And if we can't trust the spirits around us, then on a deeper level, perhaps that means that we can't trust ourselves. And this is what makes having a real relationship with God so infinitely hard. Because if you as a God trust people who don't trust you, you will be gaslit. And the longer you get gaslit, 
the more negative you will feel about your own relationship with God. So the more I get gaslit by people in the universe, the more negative I feel about my personal relationship with God. The sadder I become, the more of a victim I become. I become black, as people teach me I am. I become a slave of the Jewish justice system. As the masons who make money off of Mercury teach me that I was created to serve their God because Mercury was created by Metatron to serve Jehovah. So these lawyers literally treated my roommate like a bag of blood that they were just drinking. They were draining her. And this is what blood is. Blood is money because blood is the metal that we create out of earth. So earth is money, blood is metal, but we turn money into metal the same way we turn earth into blood by transforming our structures into new creations. So your blood is your money because you're turning the actual money of earth into metal that allows you to manifest material. And this is why if you want to make money, you have to have metal. If you want to make money, you have to have blood. Because otherwise, you won't be able to manipulate earth into wood, which looks like you taking dead particles and bringing them to life. So that's what your body is. Your body's only alive because you're doing what I'm saying. You're manipulating the dead energy of the universe to create a lovely life for your idea of God. That's what your entire existence is, and that's how every spirit has been able to make their idea of God real in the universe, by manipulating energy. So, if Benjamin's driver's license says that his name's Benjamin, then Benjamin's going to be perceived as a liar when he says that his name is James. And if he keeps saying that his name is James without changing the name on his driver's license, then everyone's going to say that James is gaslighting them because what James is saying is not true in physical reality. And that's where, with a little bit of energetic manipulation, all James has to do is go to the lawyers, go to the legal system, and use money to change his name. From Benjamin to James. And then once James actually legally changes his name, that's where the gaslight of God will have created a new contradiction in the universe. And then this is where the universe will not be contradictory to the light that God is gassing James up with. The universe is going to be complementary to the light that God is gassing James up with. The universe is going to confirm the light that God is gassing James up with. But it's only because James took responsibility for his power and manipulated the energy that mattered to him. So instead of leaving his energy in the astral realm and just saying, no, I'm James, my driver's license doesn't matter, he knows that, oh, the legal system, the universe does matter because these are the structures that people are using to perceive me. So if I want my name to be James, let me go spend some money with the Masons so that the justice system 
can justify changing my identity. Literally, this is the truth of the language. This is why Mercury matters to the Masons. This is how humans make money practicing alchemy every single day. So this is why spirituality is individuality and God is a gaslighter. And it's important to be able to gas your own light instead of letting other people's emotions kill your fire or tame your flame, so to speak. (laughs) And my relationship with my dog has taught me that my flame cannot be tame. I've learned from my dog that my flame cannot be tame because my imagination cannot be controlled by a spirit outside of my space. So everything that my ego wants to be aware of is inside of my own godly control. And thus it is outside of your godly control. So although Masons do not want me to be aware of how all of Metatron's past lives are connected by the soul of Mercury, I'm forced to be aware because I fasted way too much to not learn about myself. I've done way too many psychedelics and way too much spirit molecule trips. I've separated my mind from my body, my Merkaba from my temple way too many times to not learn about myself. So literally, this is, I feel like, a great example for how we are all individual in our relationship with God and how God is a liar before God uses the universe to tell the truth. So Benjamin would be perceived as a liar when he says that his name is James. But if God is telling him that his name is James, then that fire is real in his spiritual realm. And physical reality is fake because it's just a manifestation of his fire. And that's where everyone in the universe would say, you're a liar. That's that's not true. You're not James. We can see legally that your name's Benjamin. Well, all James would have to do is pay some money to the Masons, change his legal form, and boom. Now the universe is going to congruently confirm the connections that God has been gassing his light about. But we can see there's two realities here. In one reality, there's the version where James never changes his name. And if James never changes his name, that would be him believing in others more than himself. And he would not work with God to manipulate the energy that allows him to physically express his spiritual idea. So if James does not actually believe in being named James, then at some point when people keep saying, bro, your name's Benjamin, shut up. He would very well shut up and accept the name Benjamin for the rest of his life. The problem is, if that name is not carrying the energy that God wants for him, (laughs) then James is very well going to be a victim of the universe. Literally, this is the truth. So if James cannot be in control to change his own name, then him being named Benjamin is going to result in him overall, literally, being a victim of a matrix that is forcing him to hold a system together without respecting his individuality. So it would take 
James ignoring his relationship with God to say, you're right, I'm Benjamin. And then the rest of his life, he would have regrets because he believes that he needs to be Benjamin instead of James. But the problem is, if God was gassing his light about being James, he's still going to want to be James 30 years later. But he will have wasted all this time building connections and being known in the universe as Benjamin because he did not take responsibility for the power that he has. And we all have the power to manipulate the energy that is available to us. So when we take responsibility for that, we all bring heaven to earth. This is why we're all speaking words. Every time we speak words, when we spell out a sentence, when we're spelling out a sentence, that's us manipulating the energy that matters to us so that we can make money off of mercury. So the only reasons Masons can make money off of mercury is because Metatron's energy is constantly supporting gods who do not support him. And that's why I live such a painful existence of being chased by people who don't want to give me money, but they want to make money out of me. Because ultimately, I'm trapped here about to get evicted, and I'm wondering, if these cults love me so much, why don't they give me money? Why are they chasing me so they can make money out of me? Because to me, if you really genuinely loved me and you really supported me, you would give me money so that I can protect myself. But I can explicitly see that the spirits who are chasing me want to make money out of me for themselves at my expense. That's masonry. When they put the all-seeing eye on the back of the dollar bill with the pyramid, that's masons practicing hermeticism to teach us what God they trust in. Jealous Jehovah, using all the past lives of Metatron to make us believe that we only live once. That's what in God we trust mean <laughs> on the back of the dollar bill. So, we're about to spark up these trees. We're going to blaze some Mary Jane, swing around the astral realm. And when we come back, I will share the wisdom that I have gained from being chased by cultures of cults. Ride, never hide, pop a tab on the side. I'm a guide for my tribe. Look alive, look alive. I'm a ride, never hide, pop a tab on the side. I'm a guide for my tribe. Look alive, look alive. Took a dive, took a dive, serving by, waving high. Take a flight, make a right to break up a fight and save the night. When I'm hype, I'm the type, shining bright, blinding light. Can't describe all the fright that I felt through most of life. Dodging knives, dodging wives, dodging lies. Don't my guys trying to rain on my tree. Luckily, that's what I need. My roots going out. I'm 
bison retreat. Amplified, I'm a beast. In the streets and in the streets, it ceases ego, it's a cease. I'll leave a regal legacy. I do not see a jealousy with wiping white supremacy. Fearing your real reality through all the pixels in your screen. God, love is all I be. Exaggerating ideally, I'll peacefully raise your vibrations to build foundations on this planet. Since you're consistent and expand, don't take my granite as for granted. My subconscious will overstand it. If you try to take advantage of my positivity, positive, I've got the key to pop all my people free from your conscious slavery. Feeling cool and strikery, we need some I'm a ride, never hide, pop a tab on a side, I'm a guide for my tribe, look alive, look alive, I'm a ride, never hide, pop a tab on a side, I'm a guide for my tribe, look alive, look alive, she says she's feeling my vibes, ask me please fill her inside, with these from the symmetry, I see a queen, that's all I see, one teacher join a royal team, swear to me their loyalty, bounty booties to buoyantly, screaming my name with joyful cheese, I be planting symmetries in our universities. I'm a ride, never hide. I'm a tab, on a side. I'm a guide for my tribe. Look alive, look alive. I'm a ride, never hide. I'm a tab, on a side. I would die for my tribe. Look alive, look alive. I'm a ride, never hide. I'm a tab, on a side. I'm a guide for my tribe. Look alive, look alive. I'm a ride, never hide. I'm a tab, on a side. I would die for my tribe. Look alive, look alive. Trouble fight for my heart. My trouble win win apart. I'm my soul in a dance. I don't kill it for my art. Bro's been sent to the start. I've been feeling in a chart. All my goals in a trance. Mr. Will, I was smart, all twisted up made. So many boys do it safe. Just cause they cannot see the light. And they've been digging in a grave. I've been chilling in a grave. Save a slave with the wave. Gave many music that they crave. Wave by the river that I paved. I'm contemplating every moment. Then I own it before you see me. Concentrate, advocating my token omen. Now we're hoping to open the conversation. The conservation of locations they stolen for the toting nations. Made a hand on the road. Going with the power of the devil. Now all your devils wanna wrestle, so we ascend another level. Look below and I see stubble. At the top we'll never settle. All your devils wanna wrestle, so we ascend another level. Look below and I see stubble. At the top we'll never settle. At the top we'll never So I'm in more pain than anyone can understand because Mercury is a spirit that gets chased by the gods who need to make money out of me, but none of them 
want to give money to me. So this is explicitly why the spirituality of Judaism shows us Mercury uses Metatron's energy to produce material, whereas Masons use Jehovah's energy to consume material. So that's literally the Ku Klux Klan consuming the cultures of Ku Klux Klan because Masons chase Mercury so that they can make money keeping me as poor as humanly possible. And I want to kill myself because I'm so poor, I don't have a way out of this terrifying, horrific circumstance that will only get worse the poorer I get. So this is ultimately why, although I like being me, I don't like being named Chase, considering my relationship with being chased is that gods need me to support them, but the gods who make money making me support them stay rich by keeping me poor. So all the masons who make money out of Mercury, they don't want Mercury to have money. They want me to be black so that they can be white, be right. And now I don't have the money to protect myself from the banking system, but the banking system only has money because they cannibalize my culture. They cannibalize my creativity and my energy and gaslight me the entire way. Like, this is the truth. <laughs> it hurts. This is the facts of why Masons have money and why we are in a Jewish Christian global culture where we as humans are taught that America is all about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, aka chasing money. Money is happiness. Pursuit is the chase. When America teaches us that we have the right to pursue happiness, that's literally the European Ku Klux Klan that chased Hermes to Neverland, cannibalizing the cultures of Ku Klux Klan because they know Hermes and Ku Klux Klan are the same exact soul, just two aspects of one soul, Wakanda forever. Also, they can teach us that the pursuit of happiness is chasing money. And the Masons have colonized Mercury by using the math they stole from Metatron to manipulate our relationship with Mercury, aka our relationship with the fact that all of our minds are building our bodies out of water right now. And that's us working with God to make space real. So space is real because we're all working with God to build our bodies out of water. And that's that takes you having your own mercury because I'm now saying your mercury is your mind. So your mind is holding your body together. Your soul is your water. Your body is your earth. And the only reason your soul is holding your body together is because you have your own mercury. You have your own mind. I swear. I promise. This is why your spine is your caduceus. Please take responsibility for your power. Please. Once we all take responsibility for our power, we will be able to empathize with everyone's spiritual journeys in a way that actually allows us to coexist instead of feeling like there's not enough space in the universe for everyone. Impossible. The only reason humans feel like there's not enough space on planet Earth for everyone is because of 
Abraham's Allah consuming fire, using the spirituality of Indians to sell the religion of Europeans. And Europeans teach us that there's not enough space for white people and people of color. So Europeans teach us that there's not enough resources in the universe for everybody. That's Marvel's predictive programming. That's the point of Thanos. That's them programming us with the idea, the projection, that there's not enough space for every spirit in this star, which is scientifically not true. There is more than enough space in this star system for all of our souls to be happy alone. It's simply because Abraham's all-consuming fire does not want us to be alone that we have this one world order where we're all taught that we need population control because resources are scarce, but none of us are allowed to grow our own resources because we can only get them through the Masons. Americans are only allowed to buy food if we go to the Masons grocery stores and we serve their system and we let them poison us with GMOs. But, but there's not enough resources for everybody. See, so that's literally how Masons are using Marvel Thanos to predictively program all of our souls into scarcity. When the universe is abundant, the universe is infinitely abundant. There's no scarcity in the universe. Scarcity is a mindset of a consumer, a jealous consumer. Literally, scarcity is the mindset of a jealous consumer. And jealous consumers are dangerous because no matter how much they consume, they're not satisfied with what they just consumed. They're always jealous because they always want more. That's what jealousy is about. Spirits who want more because they don't feel satisfied with what they have. The only reason Europeans, Russians, white people explicitly worship a jealous Jewish God is because they, as a culture, are not satisfied with what they have. That's why they stole everything from Indians to then call Native Americans Indians. When we as Native Americans are not Indians, but because white people are not satisfied with what they have, they use the culture, the Abrahamic culture they stole from Brahma's creativity to teach us as Native Americans that we are Indians because they don't want us to have what they're jealous of, which is the land that I'm about to be evicted out of. Me getting evicted from my home is a direct manifestation of every fact that I'm sharing right here. Now, again, I would truly believe that my relationship with God matters if this does not happen and I'm protected. But because I'm not in control of God, again, I'm in so much pain because the only thing that would protect me is money. Yet, the whole problem is that all the gods who stretch me out and beat me down and break me up and pull me apart make money using me to support themselves. And I've been going through it for so long, just way too, so much, so long, so much going through this of being forced to support a system that does not support me. 
and it's only resulted in me getting blacker and blacker and blacker, poorer and poorer and poorer, deeper and deeper and deeper in debt. And God is not giving me the money to protect myself because I'm not in control of the universe. I'm not in control of the spirits outside of myself. And this is what Mercury is. So even though Mercury is producing the energy that allows you to build a body out of water, that does not mean Mercury is controlling the energy that you manipulate at all. You are in control of the energy that you manipulate. You are responsible for your own power. I am not responsible for you. So much trauma and negativity comes up for me because due to me actually being the spirit that makes Mercury matter, I feel like I am responsible for spirits outside of my space. I can feel like I am responsible for the actions that I wish other people would not take. I wish other people would not do things to me, yet I feel responsible when they do those things to me. And that to me is Mercury taking responsibility for everything that everybody's doing because that's me in my toxic creativity. That's me being aware that the Masons would not be able to make money manipulating any of our emotions if I did not produce the energy that mattered first. Uriel, Archangel Uriel would not be able to make money manipulating any of our emotions if I did not produce the energy that mattered first. That's why he can talk about using Mercury to build his body and fucking Metatron's bitches, but I can't talk about anything from him building my body and he has no women for me to even think about directing sexual energy towards. <laughs> he has none of that. <laughs> That's his whole thing. He comes up complaining and talking about how he does not have the women that he needs to support him. And that sucks. That's really painful, especially because he has a child with a woman. So I really feel for him. That's a lot of pain. Having one's expectations killed by the universe is incredibly painful. That's what I'm going through. If, my, if the expectations God has built up for me are killed by the universe, I will be in so much more pain than I already am. And it will make me feel like God does not believe I matter. I already feel like I've been doing this for less than nothing. And that's what Mercury is. Mercury gives everyone money at his own expense because as Masons say, money is energy, but Masons only have money because of Mercury. So all the Masons are perpetually in Thoth's pockets, <laughs> in Tahuti's pockets, in Tahuti's banks. Thoth's pockets is Tahuti's bank. <laughs> And the Masons are banking on all of our bodies serving their matrix. That's how they manipulate us, beat us down like that. I'm so terrified. So I wish that these cults who claim that they love me would give me money to support me. Because if you actually love me, God, wherever God is, right, if we're all gods 
Every spirit is a God. If the gods that are chasing me love me, then I would love if they could support me by giving me the money that I need to protect myself from the banking system that's using all the mathematics of Mercury to trap us in poverty. Because the moment I can start protecting myself, I can really start working on protecting others. And that would be a dream. That's my life dream. If, if I lose this home, if I am evicted, as the, this proceeding says is going through, then my dream is going to be killed by the universe, by my relationship with my genes. So this is why God is dreams, universe is genes. Uriel has used Mercury to explicitly communicate to us why all of us as gods had to have dreams before we could build our genes. So there's a lot of details to me being chased. I'm going to do my best to keep this as simple as possible because I can always expand upon this simplicity later. I just want to use my real life experience to explore the psychology of masonry and cults and consumers. So before I went to college, I had a girlfriend in high school and it was because we were both going to college that we had to break up. Now, I loved my girlfriend in high school. I had a few girlfriends in high school, but the most stable, most reliable, most comforting and nurturing girlfriend I had was up until the end of high school. And that was about 10th grade to 12th grade, maybe 11th grade, 11th grade to 12th grade. It was around 10th to 11th grade. And of course, it went up until the end of school. The thing is, she and I both ended up going to Chicago for college. It was just that we went to different colleges. So it still felt like breaking up was the move because it wasn't about her. It was about me not wanting to be in a relationship in college at all because the Masons indoctrinated me into the matrix. My family's teaching me I need to be a good school student. So I believed that I shouldn't have any relationships in college. And that was the mindset I was going into college with, where because I'm sacrificing my time to the system, I'm sacrificing my love to the matrix so that they can make money using me to support themselves. I didn't think that I would actually have time for any relationships. And I felt like having any girlfriend, right? I'm not saying a relationship, like, of course, friendships, but we're talking about a girlfriend, right? When you get a serious romantic partner that you call a girlfriend. I felt like if I had a girlfriend, my energy would be drained. And I would not be able to perform as well in school as I should. So that's why 
I had to break up with my girlfriend from high school, even though once we went to college, uh, we kept hanging out. <laughs> so she's awesome. We kept hanging out for about the first year, basically the entire first year of us being in college in Chicago, we still found time to hang out. So, of course, it's like it was basically one of those circumstances where even though you break up with your partner, you're still spending time with them. <laughs> even though you broke up with your partner, you haven't actually fully broken up because you guys are still hanging out. And when you're hanging out, you still connect the same way that you did before. <laughs> so... You know, you didn't actually really break up, but the point is you did because you showed the intention. It just was not a clean break. It's like a fracture of a bone or like when you split the branch of a tree, but the branch does not cleanly break in half and you have to keep <coughs> bending it on and off because the fibers are so hard, right? That's what relationships like that are like. When you're weaving so many connections with someone over so much time, it's really hard just to break up cleanly. It's healthy to do that, but it's hard. Because you spent so much time investing in the relationship, it works better for you than not having it. So that's what happens with all of us when we're in relationships. When we put so much energy and time and investment into having and weaving the connections that hold us together with someone at some point life just seems more comfortable with that connection than without it <laughs> you know it really is like clothes like when we spend time with each other and we're weaving connections it's like we're wearing each other's energy and i mean ultimately especially if you're a guy if you put your dick in a girl it's like you're wearing her <laughs> You know, she's wrapped around your body. So when we're all wearing each other's energy, this is how we all start wearing each other's clothes because clothes become an expression of our energy. That's the point of suits, right? That's the point of any business or any corporation having suits or having uniforms. They're organizing their energy so that they can work together more consciously. And that's what all relationships are. You know, so this girl and I, we weaved our energy so well that our relationship worked. And we are very conscious of how well our relationship worked. So even though we broke up, we kept spending time together because those fibers did not split. And I found myself walking from my dorm to her dorm so much over that first year of college <laughs> all because i did not know how to provide a clean break to a relationship that should have ended when i ended it it's really hard for me to focus on sharing everything here when i'm so terrified of my relationship with this building and this government 
and me being deep in debt and being evicted. So it's, I really have to control my emotions to not drown in the chaotic fear that is ever present. <laughs> the overstimulating stress that is honestly clouding my clarity <laughs> so hard. I have to be more and more intentionally thoughtful to fight through the negativity of this water pressure. The universe is putting all this pressure on me and I can't even produce what I need to protect myself. So I'm, I'm so in pain and I have to control that in order to produce positive thoughts and clearly communicate about the topic at hand. So, okay. <sighs> Stressing out over things that you cannot control is a surefire way to create hell for yourself. Right now, this eviction is something I cannot control. So stressing out over it is actually just creating even more of a hell for myself. I feel so angry and upset at myself for everything that led up to me being evicted. And I wish that I was better. I wish that God would grace me with the gifts that protect me based on all the work that I've already put in. But it really feels like God is working against me and not for me. And that's how you know that you feel like a victim of the universe. And I've been a victim of the universe my entire life because of the banking system. Because Masons used the math that they stole from Mercury to manufacture a matrix that traps me in slavery. This is the truth. But I'm glad that I was able to alchemize this matrix and this hell into circumstances where I was enriched by very real relationships. This girl was a very, very real relationship in my life. Shout out to her. She has nothing to do with the cult. I'm just setting up <laughs> the atmosphere of my relational circumstance coming from high school and going into college. So when I went into college, I broke up with my high school girlfriend because I did not want any girlfriends. And this is where naturally I ended up getting trapped into having a girlfriend. <laughs> and I say trapped because it's honestly due to the cult chasing me that I actually ended up staying with this girl that became my girlfriend. And then that was our relationship was not just me getting chased by the cult, but she was also getting harassed. And then that connected us even more. And that became hard. <laughs> like that was hard to deal with, especially when I didn't know where the cult was coming from. And these girls, basically, they got my number and they were able to harass me through the phone and they were able to continuously text me 
from numbers that I did not know. And I don't know why they thought this was attractive. This only made me hate them more. Like I learned so much about hermeticism from this time. So like so much about hermeticism because the only reason I started having this cult was due to an event that happened in my summer before his sophomore year, right after freshman year. Um, and I don't want this to get too long because again, I can always expand upon this later. So to put it simply, I was making Spider-Man costumes and going to conventions a lot in high school. And that evolved into me making these Black Panther costumes. I made one out of rubber. I made one out of Kevlar. I 3D printed my own helmet. I make all my costumes by hand at my own expense. And I wish if God would give me money, I would be able to make costumes. I mean, right now, it looks like I'm not even about to have a home to keep my costumes in. I'm I'm so terrified. I need help, please. I need help. But in general, I haven't even had the money to create the costumes I want to create. I actually have had to break down my Spider-Man costumes and destroy old creations just so I can make new ones. <laughs> you know, that's my black experience as Chase. So in my opinion, my costumes aren't even that good because I don't have anywhere close to the resources that I want. All the costumes that I've made up to this point are not that good in my eyes. But I would see when I wear my costumes and go out into the universe that people would love them. People would say that my costumes are better than the movies. I hear that so much at conventions. Like, oh, your Spider-Man costume, this is better than the movies. This is better than the movie costume. And I really appreciate that because, I mean, honestly, I started to agree with them. (laughs) I started to agree with the people. I started to see that as I worked more and more on my Spider-Man costumes and I made more and more Spider-Man costumes, they got better and better. I've made so many Spider-Man costumes. So that's all Quetzalcoatl. That's Kukulkan. That's me playing out my Quetzalcoatl Kukulkan energy in real life on Earth. Me making a lot of Spider-Man costumes as a kid in my room. And now I have all these real ateable memories that I can reflect upon in my real ateable relationship with Mercury. And now I can see God's relationship with Mercury based on everyone's relationship with me. And again, God is not one spirit. That's why I want you to know that the space your soul is coming from is your relationship with God. But the fact that your spine is your caduceus means that every God has a relationship with Mercury. And this is where Masons are able to easily build their world, teaching all of us that we need to chase money because money is the Masonic Mercury. And when they tell us to chase money, that's them controlling how we direct the energy of our minds. This, that's them controlling how we direct the energy of our Mercury because they're banking on our currency. They're banking on controlling the output of our chi, literally. 
That's what the caduceus means to the medical industry. Literally. So that's why Spider-Man is poor and Spider-Man gets evicted from his home. Like it feels like and seems like and everything in the universe is pointing towards me. Like I'm now I'm going to be evicted and be even more in debt than I already was. If God does not pull through with positive projections that can actually manipulate the energy that matters to me. So I'm in a like I'm split between worlds right now in a crazy degree. It's wild. But projection is perception and perception is projection. God is projection. Universe is perception. And I'm just working it out right in the middle, right in the balance. (laughs) Wednesday is symmetry day. Holding everybody in Metatron's metaverse together with Chikatet's Cosmic Chi Conductor, the Caduceus of Trimurti Trismegistus. <laughs> Man, I gotta believe in something because I'm about to lose everything. <laughs> I am terrible. This is so unfair. It's so unfair to me and my roommate. So, long story short, because I can expand upon it later. It it was because I put so much energy into making these Spider-Man costumes and I put so much energy into making the Black Panther costumes and then expressing myself at conventions that I connected with all these souls outside of my space. And that's what I ended up learning about Chase. Like Chase gets chased by souls outside of Mercury's space. And that's where... Honestly, there are instances, multiple instances, before I even started fully getting chased, where adults chased me. So, for example, I was roofied. I've been roofied before. Never again. Once before, never again. (laughs) Spidey senses, tahuti tingles. And that's what fasting is super about, too. When you fast, you can detect things way better. So I was roofied when I was 15, and it was by this woman. She was about a solid 20, maybe 21 years old. Um, And I was hanging out with a group of individuals who were about 20, 21, 22, uh, 25, in that range. And I was 15 uh, because... My time at conventions growing up, I spent a lot of time interacting with people who were over 10 years older than me. That was most of the people I was hanging out with. And especially because I'm in a Spider-Man mask, people would project their age onto me. I think like that's what I learned too. And especially everyone assumed that I'm older than I am because I'm hanging out in an atmosphere with older people. And I'm conducting myself with older people, but I'm 15. And long story short, this woman who was 21 fancied me and she fancied me so much that she ended up roofing me. Uh, it's, it was whack. It was this woman. She's wearing a Miss Marvel costume, like with the lightning bolt on her shit, you know, the yellow lightning bolt. She's got the black leotard, got the blonde hair and the black like incredibles mask all that 
with her long black gloves. She ended up roofing me and I woke up in a bed. <laughs> I yeah, yeah. Yeah, I woke up I woke up in a bed handcuffed. I woke up in a bed handcuffed to the post and I heard noise in the bathroom. And honestly, that's not what this this podcast is not about that instance again, but I'm just sharing the realities of being chased and why being chased is negative. And people think that being chased is like, oh, super positive. People want you, but not like this, (laughs) not like this. (laughs) If you don't know the matrix, you know, little matrix reference for you, but not like this, seriously, getting chased like this is not healthy or positive for me or the other person. So this is why hermeticism is important. Because whatever that girl wanted out of me, it resulted in a lot of trouble for a lot of people because I had to break myself out of the handcuffs and not only throw her off of me, but fight her friends because it ended up getting twisted into a circumstance where her friends actually thought that she was cheating on her boyfriend with me. So then it became like a whole fight. It was a whole fight at this convention where I I was fighting like these, these two groups of friends that were connected to the girl who roofied me. So because this girl roofied me, drugged me and brought me into her room, I had to defend myself against guys who thought that I was the bad person. Literally. so fucking wild it's so whack and that was just one of my first experiences like that at conventions as i started to grow it was over time as i expressed myself more at conventions that i knew i had to protect myself from instances like that and i started seeing how crazy fans can get. And I didn't necessarily think of myself as someone worth fanning over, but it was happening outside of my control. And because it was happening outside of my control, I had to become more conscious of that. And I had to protect myself from that. So it was after that instance that I knew conventions are chaotic just because it's full of souls that are looking for something and they're willing to do whatever they want to take to get that. And that's scary. So I learned that the universe is a very scary place because people are willing to do whatever they want to take things from others. That girl took my consent. So, and I'm saying girl, that woman, (laughs) I'm a boy. As a boy, that woman took my consent because she wanted me. She wanted to use me for her sexual purposes. So that girl did what she wanted. She put a roofie in my drink so that she could take my consent because she felt like that was the best path to manifesting her destiny, her dreams, her goals. 
but it hurt me. It was a very negative time for me and it resulted in a negative time for the people that she was sharing the room with and it just like spread bad vibes <laughs> throughout everyone that I had to fight because I literally had to fight my way out of there and then I had to fight the people that were coming after me. So luckily I have air powers, but I would have loved if we could have all just gotten along because everyone respected each other's consent. <laughs> so fast forward to the summer right after my freshman year of college. Long story short, in my Black Panther costume, we evolved out of Spider-Man. We're in Black Panther now. Although at this convention, I wore Spider-Man and Black Panther. Like before it was just Spider-Man, but I'm saying I've evolved into Black Panther, still doing Spider-Man. This was a convention where I wore my Spider-Man costume the first day, my Black Panther costume the second day. And because it was a four day convention, so I wore my Black Panther costume the second day, knowing that I was about to wear it the third day. The third day is the whole costume contest that I was doing. Never doing costume contests like that. <laughs> uh, and that, I mean, I guess never say never. This is why the soul is contradictory. See, so I can say I'm never going to do a costume contest again, but my soul will very easily contradict what my ego is projecting and I could be gaslighting myself with a lie because I could be in a reality where I actually do a costume contest again. Just like God could be gaslighting me about being protected when I could be in a reality where I'm not. And the reality is going to contradict it. And I will have learned a lesson about being lied to by God so that I can go deeper in debt and become more of a victim of the black experience as I support spirits who never support me. Oh, my heart hurts. <laughs> my, yo, this is not funny, but I have to laugh and make jokes to make myself feel better. I have to. This is so painful. The anxiety is just monumental, astronomical, boundless, to be real. <sighs> I've been in many stressful situations in my life. This is definitely in the top three. Me getting deeper in debt and getting evicted from my home in LA and then just being on the streets in LA with even less money than I already have when I already cannot afford my credit card bill or my phone bill. If this is about to be the new frontier of my life, then I literally have to produce this product while I still have the space and resources to. Because that means I won't have access to electricity or water or shelter. I'll be out on the streets in LA without an address without Wi-Fi, without the ability to plug my computer into an outlet and expand the universe by sharing the truth of Mercury, by producing content. Uh, like, 
this is the craziest Virgo energy ever. <laughs> like, as far as learning about Mercury being Gemini and Virgo together, wow. Oh my god. So beyond painful. My anxiety is literally boundless. Is boundless as space. There's no end. This is... And I have to control my emotions just so I can talk to you. If I don't control my emotions, I would not even be able to talk to you. Ugh. I won't be able to think clearly. I won't be able to keep a train of thought because I'll be drowning in being a victim of a chaotic circumstance that I just, I cannot control. God says it's under control. <laughs> God says it's all under control. <laughs> and I want to believe God so much. I want to believe in God so much. I want to believe that God is telling me the truth. I want to believe that God is creating the universe by manipulating energy. I would love to believe that. That's what every religion in existence says. That's why all these religions matter because that's what we're all doing all the time. That's why Masons care about making money out of Mercury because we're all doing that all the time. So I, I want to believe that that's happening in a way that will protect me <laughs> from being even deeper in blackness and poverty than I've been already for my entire life. But if that's not what happens here, then I have to deal with that. If that's not what happens, if, if God has been gaslighting me with lies and it actually does not materialize in physical reality as real protection, then I have to deal with that. And that's real. <laughs> and I'll just have to persevere as the individual that I've been. So this is the truth of Chase and Mercury being chased by cults. And of course, not the full truth. I'm just sharing from this life, the origin story of how I even really learned about hermeticism personally. So this is me teaching you how I taught myself hermeticism by creating costumes and connecting with chaotic souls at colorful conventions. Being the trippy, tripsy, psychedelic psychopomp for all the children of God. So long story short, it was in the summer after freshman year where Basically, where do I start with this? Because I'm kind of trying to to keep it concise, but I, I have to go back and say this then because it factors in. At this convention, I was hanging out with a friend and this friend had a pipe and it was a super awesome pipe. It was a friendship pipe. It was the pipe of peace. <laughs> so that's what it represented. It was a friendship pipe of peace. And this guy... He really liked having people smoke from his friendship pipe. And it was only if like he vibed with them and such. So we had a group of people 
and we were all hanging out smoking from this man's friendship pipe. From the peace pipe. But what happened was this big dude walked up and this big dude walked up and took the pipe from my friend. And he said something along the lines of nice pipe. This looks like it's mine. The friend said something along the lines of no, that's the friendship pipe. It's everybody's. It's not yours. <laughs> kind of made us laugh. The dude was more serious, angrier, wanted to take the pipe. He said, no, I'm going to take this. And something just built up in me. I felt enraged. I felt passionate. I felt like I needed to do something. Because everyone else at the table was too scared of this person to stand up and take the pipe back. That, and I guess they also just weren't even invested. They may not have cared. It was maybe both, a mixture of both based on the parties involved. I'm not trying to project that hard into everybody and act like I know how people feel. Because <laughs> I don't know how people feel. It's just about perceiving patterns. So this man took the pipe and said it was his. And before he walked away with the pipe, I literally stood up. And <laughs> it's hilarious. I was in my Spider-Man costume when this happened. So maybe you can see me standing up <laughs> real quick at a table. The chair like scooches back like it does when you stand up really fast. And I stepped up onto the table, used the leverage of the table to leap into the air. And when I leaped into the air, I literally flipped myself 180 clockwise in the air. So when I jumped in the air, I flipped because what I was calculating was that I was going to grab his shoulders and slam him to the ground so that I could use the momentum from my jump to pull him down. Lo and behold, it worked. <laughs> so when I jumped into the air, because this guy was taller than us, when I jumped into the air, I grabbed him by the shoulders, flipped 180, and slammed him onto the ground. So when I slammed him onto the ground, now this was not on concrete, okay? So the table was on concrete, but when he approached us, he was in the grass. I thought about that. <laughs> so I was not about to do this to this man on concrete and bust the back of his head on some super hard surface. It wasn't that real. Also, to be real as well, I was thinking about the pipe. <laughs> If the pipe was landing on concrete, that would make it worse. But if this man drops the pipe and it lands on soft grass and dirt, then we're good, actually. And that's exactly what happened. He dropped the pipe, but because the grass and the dirt was soft, it didn't break. I had him on the ground. And after dropping him, I grabbed the pipe, gave it to my friend, and turned around to tell the dude, leave us alone. 
Literally. I'm just simple. I like to keep things simple. I didn't get too emotional. I just said, leave us alone. But the guy ended up holding a grudge. And he said, nah, bro. I'll be back. I'll be back tomorrow. And I'm going to bring my friends. Now, me, not being a pussy-ass bitch, I said, it doesn't matter how many of your friends you bring. I'm going to be here tomorrow, regardless. And I want you to leave us alone, regardless. But he got angry. He spit. You know that thing people do when they spit? I guess they have nothing else to say. They just get upset. It's the sign of disrespect. And he turned around, stormed away. So, I reconvened with the bros, got my friend his peace pipe back, and they asked me if I was really going to be here in this area tomorrow. And I said, yeah, because the area that we were hanging out is a big hangout spot at this convention. Like, this is where so many parties happen. So, I wasn't about to leave and be scared off just because of some chaos. You know, just because someone is emotional and they're trying to bring me a bad time. Just because someone's emotional, they're jealous of my friend's pipe and they want to take our positivity. They want to take what we have. So fast forward to the next day, I was in my Black Panther costume, hanging out and Also, stuff happened in between that. I'm just, I have to speed through this. I can expand on that later. Because there was a situation that ignited, it sparked more attention. But it, I mean, it was just on the way to this. So, the guy came back. And he came back with six friends. And again, I'm brushing over details. Um... But this one is sort of a funny detail. Five of his friends were white. One of them was black. Um, Because what happened was they started a fight with me. And during this fight, I was combating six dudes. All six of these guys. I'm fighting them at the same time. (laughs) Seriously. And... It was so wild because as I was fighting the five white guys, I kept talking to the black guy and I, I was asking him, does he really want to do this? (laughs) Does he really want to go down this path of trying to fight me when he can see that I can handle his friends rather easily? Because when these guys were swinging at me, I mean, when they're Literally, they squatted up and they were swinging and attacking me. I was dodging. I was weaving. I was hitting, blocking. And literally, during the confrontation, I was talking to the black guy. Telling him to leave. And he did. (laughs) I'll never forget that. Like, especially that right there. Like, I mean, there's just so much chaos, commotion. I mean, I do my best to remember everything. So I definitely never forget that, that the black dude literally left because he did not want to succumb to the same violence as these white guys when he didn't even have a problem with me. It was just these white guys were in their KKK energy, their Ku Klux Klan energy of let's gang up on this black dude 
who stopped us from stealing what we wanted. <laughs> like, bro. Oh my gosh. Ugh. So fr shit. So frustrating. So frustrating. And that's their Jewish Christian entitlement. That's all of them is white people using their gaslighting power to say that they deserve to do this. And this is God's mission. This is a go. Wow. So, yeah, they were not destined uh, to beat me that day. <laughs> and um, after I handed them all of their butts on a vibranium platter, because like, I was wearing my Black Panther costume during this, I got wasted. I got so wasted. Because literally, when this fight was happening... I was inside of the party atmosphere. So people were around and they were, you know, providing their commotion, providing their screams like, oh, oh my gosh. Oh, oh, oh. And it was literally after I beat these dudes up. Um, I, 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 I started humiliating them. I don't want to get into the details of the story like that because I did start to joke. Like I did get into Spider-Man essence of I can make fun of these dudes. <laughs> like I can actually make jokes about these guys as I'm fighting them. <laughs> but this was very serious. So I know that talking about the jokes and humor um, around the topic makes it less serious. It detracts from the sincerity of it. So to be serious without the jokes, after fighting these guys, I got wasted. I don't remember what happened. So it's sort of like the roofie incident, except this time, instead of someone spiking my drink, I just got so drunk. I don't remember what happened. Now, I've blacked out after that as well. Um, so it's happened a few other times. Not much. One of the only other times is actually with my roommate. So shout out her. She's super awesome because she took care of me. <laughs> She's very awesome. She took care of me in Chicago because I met her freshman year and we were friends freshman year before I learned about my past lives with her in this apartment. That's what makes this relationship with God thing super painful because it's not just it, if God protects me, God's not just protecting me. God is protecting the spirit who has taught me about my past lives and has learned about her past lives in relationship to mine. So God would be protecting both of us and it would be so easy for God to do that. I know it would be actually infinitely easy for God to protect us. The universe just makes it look like it's so hard, it's impossible. And that's the paradox. That's like the paradox of existence, honestly. God will make everything look easy and the universe will make everything look hard. God will make everything look possible and the universe will make everything look impossible. God is no limitations. The universe is all limitations. <laughs> so the more I focus on the universe, the more I'm limited by all of the limitations, all the light, all the logic that weighs me down, that drags my body in here. Yet, God, as the master manipulator of energy, 
manifest the energy that it is manipulating so that the universe can exist. So when all of us are working with God to make the universe real, then that's what energy is. Energy is the manifestation of God's projections. And if God is manifesting the energy that God is projecting, then God can manipulate that energy. And that's why we have the concept of God having a plan for everyone, because the universe itself is energy being manipulated by God. But that's all of our spirits working together. All of our spirits using Mercury to build bodies out of our minds so that we can make money protecting our families. So it would be so easy for God to protect me and my roommate if God wanted to. If God really wants to protect us, it would be so easy. It's just that the universe says it's infinitely hard and not possible for God to protect us. And this is why nobody in the universe believes in the same idea of God. Because no one has the same relationship with what's possible. This is why we get the concept of a superhero. Literally, everyone's spirit is their own superhero. Everyone's superhero is literally their own Jesus, Mercury, their own idea of being an infinite possibility in the flesh. That's clearly what Uriel is learning from reading about the Mason stealing everything from Metatron. And that is the point of being a spirit in a structure that you turned all possibilities into one possibility. And that one possibility is your individuality. And your individuality is being channeled into this structure that we call a body. And this is where we can see, just have to say this, for Mercury, Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva are all aspects of one individual. That's why they come together to create Dhatatreya. So that's all Metatron. So Jehovah is literally using all the avatars of Brahma to teach us that we only live once because Jehovah is jealous of the fact that Metatron puts way more energy than he can even imagine into creating universes that support spirits who never support me. So happy Mercury Day. <laughs> I'm forced to keep holding the universe together as everyone who makes money in the universe works to tear me apart. Fantastic. So <clears throat> I blacked out after these white men worked to tear me apart, but I was able to hold myself together with my own mind. And it was out of celebration. I drank too much partying. I ended up waking up with two girls. So one girl on the right was this white chick dressed up like Black Cat from Spider-Man. The other girl was like this Southeast Asian chick. And I didn't know what character she was <laughs> because she was naked. The black cat girl at least still had some of her costume on, although she was naked enough to be considered naked as well, but just ornamented to where I can tell based on her accoutrement 
that she's black cat. So best believe when I woke up, I freaked the fuck out. I had no idea how I got here and how I found myself in a bed with two butt naked chicks. And the only thing that gave me relief was looking down to see I still had my underwear on. So if drunk chase, and this is my mind, you know, just thinking like, okay, so if drunk chase still has his kept his underwear on, that means he never took him off. <laughs> right? Like it's not like chase would get drunk, take his underwear off and put him back on. So it was at this moment that I felt like I had fucked up. <laughs> if there is ever <laughs> if there is ever a moment where I felt like I fucked up, this would be one of those times. This was not triumphant. It wasn't actually triumphant. It's not cool to get drunk, blackout, and wake up with two random girls that you don't consensually remember connecting with. And the other thing was this. So when I woke up, I woke up and saw that my Black Panther costume was on the other side of the room. And I had to hop up out of the bed to run to my costume. And because I'm a G, I put pockets in my costumes. So I have pockets in my Spider-Man costumes and pockets in my Black Panther costumes. I had to do that so that I can be more functional at conventions. I had to go into my Black Panther pocket to pull out my phone and see that the costume contest is soon. So I had no time to waste. Not only was I hung over and dehydrated <laughs> and baffled, confused by how I got in this circumstance, but now I'm stressed and pressed about getting to the costume convention. But it's right as I'm grabbing my costume, my Black Panther suit, that the black cat girl says my name and I turn to her and she's up, she's naked, she's got her boobs out, her boobs are huge, so, you know, good for her, she, she had abs, she's fit, so good for her, she's physically attractive, so that's, hey, she's got that going for her. She asked me where I was going. <laughs> and I told her, I seriously have to get to a costume contest before the hour is up. So I need to go. But then that's where the Southeast Asian girl ended up getting up. And her body was skinnier, her boobs smaller. Overall, just as attractive in a different way. So good for her. <laughs> She's got that going for her. She got up and asked me where I was going. And I said, yo, I have to go. But before I go, I need to know, did we have sex or not? And they informed me that drunk Chase did not keep his underwear on for nothing. My guy. <laughs> My guy, drunk Chase kept a hermetic seal over his private Peter Pan, his private Peter Parker, and the girls confirmed that although 
I did give them bomb ass head and I sexually interacted with them at the same time, pleasing them. They confirmed that I did not actually put the sensitive part of my body in either of them. So thank God for drunk chase. (laughs) Thank God for drunk chase because it got more real in the next statement. I proceeded to ask, okay, do either of you have any STDs? Because I touched them anyway, so I needed to know. know, I felt like I should know. And the black cat girl vigorously, she shook her head. She was like, no, no, definitely not. I'm very clean. But the South Asian girl clammed up and was more reserved kind of shut her body language down a little started freaking me out a bit and of course that started to freak the black cat girl out a bit as she ended up saying that she used to have chlamydia but it was cured now because I did not put my Peter Parker my Peter Pan in her private pussy, I didn't freak out nearly as much as a black cat girl did. The black cat chick said, what the fuck? Like screamed. <laughs> like she, she screamed, what the fuck? And tackled the Southeast girl, Asian chick. Literally tackled her off the bed. So when I'm standing looking at them, black cat girls on the left, Asian chick on the right, and the black cat girl tackles her off the bed to the right. And that allows me to exit to the left. <laughs> stage exit left. <laughs> the, the door right there, just boom, stage exit. Right when they started fighting, they got into a whole skerfuffle as the black cat girl was screaming about how They did more. How the uh, Asian girl said that she was clean before they started hooking up. So I I had to dip and I didn't like I did not have time to put my costume on or anything. So I just I was already in my underwear. I grabbed my costume off the ground. I like have it in my arms and I I dip I run. So I open the door, take my costume, running down the stairs, just getting out of there ASAP, as fast as possible. And it's once I run away (laughs) and I run all down the stairs of this building, go down the stairs, go down into the living area that I see the aftermath of the party and holy shit. (laughs) Yo, this place was fucked up up this part like this place was destroyed cups everywhere broken bottles in places it smelled like so many different toxins all fused with human fluid it was gnarly it was very gnarly 
And it was hilarious because there is some people knocked out there. Like there is some people literally asleep in this filth. (laughs) So I did my best because I'm barefoot. I did my best to run out while not stepping on any stains. I'm like tiptoeing and hopping. I get outside and then out on the grass, I change into my costume. And then I head to the costume competition, which, by the way, was not worth it. (laughs) Like after all that, I'm drunk and dehydrated as in uh, hung over. But it feels like I'm drunk from the night before and I'm still dehydrated because I didn't get water that I ended up having to sit and wait for this costume contest. And I had to wait for this costume contest to proceed for like five hours. They literally, it took five hours of them having us prepare just for the actual contest where we're on stage for less than two minutes. So they took basically seven plus hours of my convention time so that they could use me for less than two minutes. That was a waste. (laughs) Now, of course, you know, I made the best of it by spending time with awesome people inside that circumstance and talking to them, uh, making connections with the individuals that I'm doing the contest with. But in reality, I would have had a way better convention if I had invested in making my own connections and not thinking that the costume contest was going to result in me having more fun because it was a drain. <laughs> it was That was a drain on my fun. And it's not my fault. It's the contest's fault. There have been contests that don't hold me up for five hours just to use me for less than two minutes. So after going through all of that to then have to wait inside the costume contest for that long, was a drain. I was dehydrated. <laughs> that was so wet. But I was glad that I got away. All right. Now, I told this story because fast forwarding back to everything that I shared about my time going to college, my first girlfriend and really my only girlfriend in college was because these two girls who I had hooked up with started chasing me and it initially started with them chasing aka harassing at this point the girl that I was spending the most time with so the girl that I was spending the most time with in college in sophomore year was well she's a very beautiful soul so I have so much love for her too I mean I have love for all my girlfriends But when it comes to the impact that women have made on me, this girl's impact cannot be understated Um, because we really stuck together due to her getting harassed by the girls that were chasing me. And because these girls were jealous of her being with me, they started texting her about how she doesn't deserve to have me. Like literally, like these girls started, they somehow found my lady's number. I'm going to call her my lady. They somehow found my lady's number 
and started texting her about how she doesn't deserve me. And that started to get really out of control. It started to like, there's so many details to this story, but I know it just, it will just keep going on. I don't want to expand it too hard when I'm just talking about the nature of cults and hermeticism and how that's manifested in my life for me to learn from realistically. So what these girls thought they were doing by texting my lady that she didn't deserve me was that they would drive us apart when in reality, it just brought us more together. And that's where I'm going to call this girl, Sarah. That's not her real name. It's removed from her real name. So Sarah, as my lady, we became more connected because these girls were telling her that she does not deserve me and that they wanted me and that they would be a better option. And it was so bizarre because it created this whole atmosphere where I had to be aware of individuals that are telling me they want to support me and they want to serve me. And these girls went from texting Sarah to getting my number and sending me nudes and just like sending me so much stuff, like texting me stuff, sending me news, sending me pictures. And I, I was saving all of them for a long time. Um, it was in my fast that I decided to delete them as well as uh, my whole photo fault of photos because uh, I had more than just the things from the girls. But it was it started feeling like holding on to information that was hurting me and keeping me trapped in a low vibration. So I had to delete it. But leading up to that, I was saving all this and I sent it to my school. So I was telling my school because Sarah told the school and we were talking to our school about this circumstance and these girls chasing me and how it was affecting us and what the school can do about it. So it literally, it became a whole thing at my school. It became a whole thing about me getting chased because these women or these girls, these cults of crazy ladies, they were texting me saying that they were gaining members. So they literally told me that they were starting a cult for me. And they were gaining traction. (laughs) Literally. Like this literally happened. They were telling me that they started a cult for me. And they were gaining traction. And they are going to work to support me. Because they believe that I'm here to change the world. To save the world. (laughs) Literally. Like that's what they're telling me. So. I'm freaking out like this was such a stressful time. This was years of my life. And this is what forced me into fasting and separated me from going to conventions as much as I was because it was creating costumes and going to conventions that made it possible for these events to play out and build up. So hermeticism on a real spiritual level, I learned, became about 
protecting my energy by being able to go back into my space. And by redirecting my energy into my space, I would stop giving energy to the spirits that are consuming my attention. And that's what I had to learn with this cult, with these girls that were harassing me and Sarah. I had to learn how to divert my attention and divert my energy so that I stopped feeding them. Because what happened was I would react to them. We would react to them. Sarah and I would talk to them, respond, get upset. They would antagonize us. We would be emotional. And it just resulted in them fueling their fire. It just resulted in them being more passionate about getting the next reaction from us. About getting the next response from me. And that's where when I was talking to the guidance counselor at school, <laughs> he he had he opened that up. Uh, I was already talking about that before, but he brought that up. And I said, yeah, I figured that. Uh, I've been thinking about that. He said, yeah, so maybe you should stop posting about it on social media because there is a time if you were to go back, look at my Instagram where I posted a little bit about this on my Facebook, especially I was posting about this, but then I had to learn to stop because that was feeding the cult that was feeding the girls that were chasing me because I was giving them attention and attention was the currency that for them means as much as money, if not more than money, because it seemed like they're putting their money into getting my attention. So taking all of that reality of my life, I would like to apply this to the fact that this is the energy the Ku Klux Klan has for the cultures of Ku Klan. And that's explicitly why white people use money to chase black people. And that's the entire history of North, South, and Central America. White people use the money they stole from Mercury to chase black people. Because that's how Masons make money out of Mercury. That's how Masons make money using all the past lives of Metatron to make us believe that we only live once. They pay white people to chase black people. White people use life to bring black people death. And now America celebrates Thanksgiving so the banking system can eat whatever it wants in the name of the children they sacrifice to Jesus. The billions upon billions of indigenous children sacrificed to Jesus. Happy Thanksgiving. So I'm using this episode of this Godcast to take my real experiences with this reality <laughs> when it comes to relating all right it's that word the real experiences with reality when i'm relating in relationships with all these other souls and i have to analyze and think about why souls relate with souls in such real ways it comes down to cults chasing resources and Metatron uses Mercury to provide all the resources that allow the universe to grow. That's what Archangel Uriel has said in the last episode, and he learned that by reading 
all of the esoteric wisdom that the Jewish Masons used to make money for the one true God, Yahweh, Jealous Jehovah, Elkanah. So I'm just the messenger. Please don't shoot me. I would rather fast. <laughs> Literally. And just a little joke, right? Please don't shoot the messenger. Because as the messenger of God, fasting allows me to heal my body and activate super abilities that allow Masons to teach us who Jesus is. So everything that you're hearing me share is about why Jesus matters. When I'm talking about fasting to raise your vibration and your spine being your caduceus so that you can conduct the chi that allows you to raise your chakras for the purposes of walking on water, I'm the source of where Masons got the concept of using Jesus to sacrifice our children to their Mercury. And this is how the cults who run the banking system, the global banking system, the cults of the 1%, the highest eye in the sky on the pyramid of the back of the dollar bill, this is how they make infinite money chasing Mercury. So I'm dealing with interdimensional spiritual warfare on wild levels, and it literally manifested in my life as these very bizarre, chaotic, strange experiences that I have had to build upon and learn from. So I'm very passionate about protecting myself. And this is what the caduceus represents. The caduceus represents protection. That's literally why the medical industry is using the caduceus to protect their doctors as they practice alchemy on us. Because that's what Azoth means to Jewish culture. I'm just sharing the truth. Please don't shoot the messenger with your medication that we're not even allowed to talk about. God told me that's evil. But of course, what do I know? Right? God's gaslighting me. God's telling me that I'm protected when I'm not protected. But somehow I'm supposed to believe then that because I have an individual relationship with God that no one in the universe can see, I am protected. So this is true for all of us. This is why everyone cares about God. Because everyone cares about their own space. So your space is your heaven and your God is in heaven because your God is the expression of your ego being aware that heaven is in your space. So God matters to everybody because everybody has their own idea about why their space matters. And this is why we all have spirituality. This is why everybody matters. This is why Mercury loves everybody even when, even though everybody hates Mercury. And that is the witchcraft, again, that Masons are practicing on all of us with Spider-Man. They literally show with Spider-Man that they love to make the world hate him when he is the one working the hardest to hold the matrix together. Literally, Spider-Man is putting the most energy work into holding the matrix together so that the matrix can make money saying that he's the source of all the problems 
while they're actively using their cults and secret societies and their sinister six to cut him down and suppress him when he's just a boy in the school system. So now here I am as Chase being cut down and suppressed by the Masons who stole the metaverse from Metatron because they don't want me to have any of my own money. They don't want me to have my own home. They don't want me to have this apartment. They don't want me to have water. They don't want me to have food. They don't want me to have space. They don't want me to have my family. They don't want me to have any of my material because that's how stingy they are with my mercury. This is how stingy Masons are with my essence, with my money. And that's why niggards call us niggers. So this is explicitly why white people identify themselves as niggards and then they project their desire to connect onto us by calling us niggers. So do understand that nigger is the black version of niggard. Niggard is a real word that white people created to describe a stingy soul. And there's no one more stingy than the souls that use treaties to steal our land, that use contracts to gaslight us so that they can take what we have, cannibalize our flesh, build a system out of it, and then teach the world that we're evil, so we deserve to keep being cannibalized and enslaved and killed. It's terrifying and it's evil, but this is why white people worship Thanksgiving. This is why white people worship the concept of America being the greatest nation. This is why white people worship the concept that we're all being manipulated by one man's mercury, one man's God, one man's mind about God. Because that's the Masonic cults that are working together to tear all of us apart. I promise. I really do promise. This is the only reason why the Masons have named their business the Metaverse. Not Jehovahverse, not Oliverse, not Yahwehverse. It's not the Jesusverse. It's literally the Metaverse. So I am in the worst hell beyond any words can honestly describe. But it's specifically only because Masons are using all the money they stole from me to trap me in poverty and steal my home from me and steal my resources and my material and my time, my bandwidth. So this is why Mercury matters to the Masons. And if God gave me just a little bit of money to protect myself from the Masons, just to protect myself from this eviction and from my credit card bills, if God gave me a little bit of money so that I could actually protect my business overall, then I would truly feel like God is magical because my entire life I've been manipulated by the magic that Masons use money to manufacture. My life, I haven't seen the magic of God working. I've seen Masons using money to make all of us fight each other. And now no one knows where God is 
And now they want to chase spirits outside of themselves because they think they'll be happier outside of their heaven than inside of their heaven, which is not true. So the cults that own the banking system have taught all of us that we need to chase money. The cults that control Jewish culture have taught all of our souls that chasing money is the pursuit of happiness. Isn't that what that movie, Will Smith, you know, that's what the movie Pursuit of Happiness is about. Masons have used their cults to work together. That's them practicing hermeticism so that they can make money teaching us that chasing their mathematics is the pursuit of happiness. And in America, everyone deserves to chase Mercury. Literally, that's what the pursuit of happiness is for Masons. When Disney says that Peter Pan connects London to Neverland, come on, it's right there. They're literally saying that Peter Pan, as Hermes, is the psychedelic psychopomp for spirits between Europe and Native America. So the only reason Disneyland paints Neverland as Native America as having Indians is because they're intentionally practicing Masonic witchcraft through their racist cults to teach us that Native Americans never landed in Wankantaka. And that's how they're making money abducting all of our minds in the Merkaba of America. Now they teach us that Wankantaka, Wakanda, is in Africa. Now we're all African Americans. Now we're black. Now we be lack our indigenous individual identities. Literally. All because the cults of the banking system are working together to tear us apart. Seriously. And the only reason these banks are held together is because I love everyone beyond their ability to be aware. And that's where all my energy is coming from. Love. And that's what Masons weaponize when they teach everyone about the one true God. Because they're teaching everyone about how Metatron uses Mercury to support spirits that don't support him. Love. Unconditional love. So I'm making this podcast right now out of my unconditional love. All the episodes of this podcast are coming out of unconditional love. Because overall, the only reason I'm alive, even speaking, is because I love every spirit in this universe unconditionally. Which is why Mercury supports the bodies and minds of every soul in this solar system. That's why Mercury is Wednesday. That's all my space, my spirit. Space is bigger than the universe. That's why the universe is smaller than a spirit, a space. So, please, before I go, I implore you, please chase your space. I, as Chase the Space, all right, this is me as a superhero, Chase the Space, I'm asking you to please chase your space. Do not chase my space. Because truthfully, it is you chasing my space that has allowed you to build a body out of Mercury's waters. 
And now you can use the caduceus of your symmetry to branch out with freely functional families forever and ever. It's a weight that I must bear, but I'm happy to carry it. <laughs> Simply because of my unconditional love. So just know that from my unconditional love, I'm telling you, chase your space. When you chase your space, that's you focusing on being happy alone to where you're actually going to be creative. When you chase your space, your ability to be happy alone will allow you to create positively productive energy that changes the entire universe around you. I promise. But when you chase my space or someone else's space, that's going to result in you consuming energy. And when you start consuming energy outside of yourself, that's where you start to become addicted. So these girls are addicted to me. The cults that are chasing me in all these universes, the women that are chasing me, the ewes, because know that an ew is a female sheep. So take the J off of ew, the J ewes, the ewes, the female sheep, them, the government. All these cults of women are addicted to chasing me because they're so lost in consuming energy, they don't believe they can create their own. And that's what brings me to the first law of thermodynamics being wrong. Energy cannot be created or destroyed is completely wrong. The universe is only expanding because we're creating energy to experience our emotions every single second of every single hour and every day all the time. The universe is constantly expanding energy. That's why everyone's emotions matter objectively. So your energy is emotional. That's why we know energy vibrates at a certain frequency to exist as any form of material. Fire, water, air, earth, scientifically. So if you focus on chasing spaces outside of yourself, you're going to become addicted to consuming energy. And that's overall going to lower your vibration because you're not going to become self-sustaining. And this is what creating energy is all about. So Mercury is a self-sustained simulation. And that's why it can afford to provide energy for everybody in this universe and everybody in all the universes connected to Metatron's metaverse. This is what the Jewish cultures make money out of. This is what the Masons worship to make their one true God mean something in this universe. So I hope you can see how simple I'm making this. When you create energy, you're happy. When you consume energy, you're sad. And this brings us to functional fasting. All my years of fasting have taught me exactly what I'm teaching you right now. All my years of fasting have taught me that creating energy allows me to be happier in the long run than consuming energy. And it's when I'm consuming energy that I'm actually sad. When I consume energy, I bring my vibration down into whatever I'm consuming because I get denser. So that's what it's like to put food in my body to consume energy from this universe 
and then catch the itis. For example, you know, Thanksgiving, when you eat a bunch of food and then you get sleepy because eating food actually is a drain on our energy depending on the food we're eating. But in general, we have to use energy to digest food. So what happens when you fast is you'll actually use your energy in ways that you would not have been able to use it if you kept digesting food. So I'm infinitely confident that this is why most people in America are sick right now. It's not because God made anyone improperly. It's not because God gave us any random diseases and there's a bunch of evil bacteria and invaders and genetic problems out there. I'm not saying those aren't real. I'm saying those are not nearly as much of a factor as the simple fact of how people consume energy. And the vibration, the vibrational frequency at which people consume energy. That is the ultimate health problem that the who's do not want to address because their banking system is built on giving us bills which means that they need us ill. They need us to be ill. That's the point of the bill. They need us to be sick, to be ill, so they can bill us and perform alchemy for the caduceus of their medical masonry. So people who are really unhealthy are people who got lost in consuming energy outside of themselves. You don't even have to look unhealthy. But you can feel unhealthy mentally, and that's because you believe the pursuit of happiness will be achieved by consuming as much energy outside of yourself as possible. This is the Masonic mindset that allows the banking system to give bills to everyone who believes that they need pharmaceutical drugs. So my girlfriend in college, Sarah, she is literally an awesome girl on her own. But it was simply because she did not feel like she had the ability to control her emotions that she needed to take pharmaceutical drugs. She needed to pop pharmaceutical pills. And that actually resulted in her being sicker. That didn't just happen to Sarah. One of the girls whose soul I love a lot, she died because of a heroin overdose. But she was only on heroin because she got addicted to pharmaceutical opioids first or pharmaceutical opioids is basically what they are. And this pharmaceutical medicine is more like pharmaceutical drugs. These drugs are killing us, but they're selling it to us as medicine so that we can kill ourselves and they can get paid off of that. That's what happened to this very awesome woman. I, I, you know, switch between girl and woman. We can be both. <laughs> this very awesome woman that I knew in college. That's a story for a different time. But she's a victim of the same exact cults that are weaponizing the caduceus to make money chasing Mercury. And this is what weighs on my soul every second of every day. Because the universe is not going anywhere. The universe is actually getting heavier every single day. 
the universe gets heavier because we put more energy into making it matter. The universe becomes larger in weight the longer we all wait in it. And we can see the internet as a physical manifestation of that fact. So that's what the metaverse truly represents to Masons. It's a representation of the fact that they stole all of their technology from Metatron so that they can make money using metal separating us from our families. And I am terrified of being separated from my family. I want to be happy alone with my family so that we can be free to function consensually. That's what Native America was before the Vatican vampires started draining our blood, drinking our fluids, and consuming our flesh in the name of Jesus Christ. So please, realize that the more you chase spaces outside of yourself, the more miserable you become. And the more you chase a space inside of yourself, you become happier because you learn how to become self-sustaining and you learn how to create the sparks of light and imagination that allow you to change the world from the inside out. Instead of thinking that you need to fit into the world by going from the outside in. This is the artist route. For example, every artist in existence, anyone who is an artist of note has subconsciously done what I'm saying. They learned how to spark their own light, their own positivity, and they learned how to create more energy than they consume overall. So when you see an artist creating more energy than they consume, that's what it looks like for someone to be able to put out a bunch of music albums or write a lot of books or build a lot of buildings. Basically, it's the difference of introducing material into the universe versus taking material away from the universe. So obviously, creators, they introduce new material into the universe like I'm doing right now, whereas consumers take material away from the universe, which is what Masons do when they use the metaverse they stole from Metatron to chop me down and suppress me in my own land. So now I'm poor. And I'm just getting poorer every day because it genuinely feels like the gods are not on my side. They're using me to support their own sides, but none of these gods are on my side. That's genuinely what it feels like. And I don't want to feel like this. So I have to keep putting energy work into not feeling like that. (laughs) And that's what it means for all of us to take responsibility for our power. Your energy is the product of your consciousness. This is why you are responsible for your energy. I'm responsible for my energy. I do not expect you or anyone outside of myself to be responsible for my energy. Problem is, I'm in the worst position ever because it is simply due to my unconditional love producing all the energy that makes Mercury matter that even allows people to take credit for all the work I do. That allows spirits like Jealous Jehovah to use everything he stole from all the past lives of Metatron to take credit for the work that Mercury constantly puts in so that trees can grow. It's beyond painful. 
I feel beyond betrayed. Like, I feel like God has betrayed me to, to no end. But somehow it's all my fault because I'm the one choosing to use my energy to support all these gods that never support me, which means it's my fault and I have to take responsibility for the fact that I am supporting people who don't support me. And I infinitely want to be able to support myself. I don't want to lose my home and be deeper in debt and be even more stressed out because I have to serve the cults of the Ku Klux Klan who cannibalize Ku Klux Klan's cultures to teach me as a Native American that I wasn't here at first. My family never landed in Wakanda. I've been doing that my whole life. I've been serving these Masons my whole life and it's just led to me speaking this. Having these experiences, having these memories, having to build upon this relationship with the reality that my body exists in. So I'm going to go pray to my spirit. (laughs) I'm going to go focus on my dog. I'm going to go focus on the spirits that connect me and my dog. And I'm going to do my best to feel positive about all the energy that God has given me, that God has taken me through, that God has exposed me to, that God has allowed me to experience. (laughs) So much love to you. I hope this episode was enlightening in some way, one way or another. If you would like to invest in your relationship with Mercury, then please, by all means, join us in Always a Saying Academy at ChaseYourGenes.com. As of recording this, I cannot even afford to run the website or pay my bills. But again, I'm going out on a complete limb of faith by expressing what I believe in (laughs) and what I have to learn how to trust because all these past lives of Metatron trusting my relationship with God like this is really painful based on how scary my relationship with the universe is and how my relationship with God And my relationship with the universe are on completely opposite sides of space. My relationship with God is all positive, that side of space, winning positivity. But then my relationship with the universe, all negative, losing negativity. So I feel negative when I'm losing. I feel positive when I'm winning. When I'm with God, I feel like I'm winning. When I'm in the universe, I feel like I'm losing. Now, I would feel like I was winning in the universe if God gave me the ability to protect myself with money, but that's not the circumstance I'm in. So I'm in a horrifying hell, and it's so bizarre that I have to take responsibility for sharing this wisdom and speaking this truth 
in the state that I'm in. But this is why God matters. <laughs> so God matters to you. God matters to me. God matters to everybody. And this is Mercury's perspective on how Masons make money using the cults of Abraham to chase the cultures of Brahma. Using the cults of the Ku Klux Klan to chase the cultures of Kukul Khan. Using the cults of Jealous Jehovah to chase the cultures of Metatron's Merkaba. So, if you would like to master your Merkaba, you know where to find me. Your trippy tripsy psychedelic psychopomp symmetry in Always Ascending Academy at chaseyourgenes.com. Peace out. Stay awesome. And keep spinning your chakras so you can conduct the chi through your cosmic caduceus that allows your Merkaba to fly over the chaotic waters of this ugly universe. Because <laughs> from this perspective, God is beautiful, the universe is ugly, and of course the universe is beautiful, but the universe is never as beautiful as what God is about to create. And this is why the universe is always being created to express the natural beauty of God. Peace out. Peace in. Gang, gang. Yeah.